Hello and welcome to this special Community Shield edition of the Premier Football Podcast. Um, the curtain raiser of the Premier League season and the curtain raiser of our own season. Um, not something that we normally focus on in, in, in too much depth, but given the year that's in it with Liverpool playing Arsenal um, and myself and Joe obviously being uh, fans of those two respective clubs, it was one that we couldn't, uh, we couldn't pass up the opportunity to do. Joe, are you looking forward to this game? I am, Rafe. Um, Arsenal have a decent record in Community Shields in, re- in the recent past, beating City and, and Chelsea in the, in the last two, two times we've played in it. So, obviously, those are two clubs who are better than Arsenal at the moment, and Liverpool are clearly much better than Arsenal at the moment. Um, so, I am, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a challenge, and I, I, I think there's, that there's every chance that, that Arsenal win it. It's not, it's not a case in the Community Shield where the, the stronger team always wins. Um, obviously, it's not a particularly prestigious trophy, but it's a good way to get your season off to a, to a winning start. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it is considered a major trophy when you, when you add up the trophies over the years as to who the most successful club is in England and in Europe and in terms of major honours. So it, it is classified as a trophy, although it is essentially a glorified pre-season friendly. It, it, it is. I, I, I put it below the League Cup. Probably. Of course it's below the League Cup, but I mean, it's the, <laughs> the, the European Super Cup is counted as, as a trophy as well for a one-off yeah. game. Yeah, 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 it is. Um, I, mean, I mean, that's... Uh, I, I don't mind these... these like, I, I suppose the, the Community Shield is a Super Cup as well, in its own right. It's the English Super Cup, so, like, it's, it's fine. It's not something I'd stress about if Arsenal lose, but I'd be happy if, you know, it's just a game of football with a with a quote-unquote trophy at the end of the, the game. Um, Liverpool were obviously involved in the competition last year, uh, losing out narrowly to Man City in what was actually a fantastic game of football. Um, mm. Again, the Liverpool probably should have won comfortably um, based on their chances, but they ended up losing it. Um, it, it obviously didn't have too much of an impact on, on, on the rest of their season. Um, yeah. But it was, it was definitely a great one to watch. The, these clubs haven't met in this competition in a long time. Joe, you've done a bit of research into the, the history of, of this fixture. Yeah, so the, the, the last time was in 2002, and Arsenal won 1-0, and uh, that was off the back of Arsenal winning the, the Premier League. I th- I th- yeah, no, Arsenal winning the Premier League in 2002 for the second time under Wenger, and Liverpool having beaten Arsenal in the preceding summer's FA Cup final with Michael Owen scoring twice in the, in the last few minutes of the, uh, uh, of the game. Well, yeah, let's and Arsenal... That, well, go on. Are there, are there any other any other meetings? No, I mean previously we're going back over thirty years when Liverpool beat them, beat Arsenal one 0 in eighty nine and then three one in seventy nine. So it's not a fixture that's too regular in this in this competition. Arsenal looking to level up the series though. Something like that, yeah. Um, obviously, Arsenal have qualified for this game by winning the FA Cup last year. Came as quite a surprise to maybe a lot of people. Joe, you've always had a soft spot for the FA Cup, and I think Arsenal have always had a soft spot for the FA Cup. Are you surprised to see them in this fixture? Um, no, yes, yes, and no. Yes, because of the quality of the the opposition Arsenal had to to beat more so much more so Manchester City than than, than Chelsea. Um, Arsenal haven't beaten Manchester City before that victory um, since January 2015. So I mean that's that's over five years without a, without a win against City. So it's a long, long time. Um, at the same time, Arsenal are a, a cup team, 
We've seen that by them being very successful in getting to finals, not always winning. But I mean, Arsenal have got to, in, in recent years, four FA Cup finals, winning all of them. Europa League final, Europa League semi-finals, League Cup final. So Arsenal are a regular fixture in the latter stages of the cup competitions that they compete in, Champions League aside, obviously. Um, and yeah, we're, we're all, we, Arsenal always seem to be able to, to do the business in cups and it's the league which has been a, a serious issue over the past few years. And what kind of shape are Arsenal in going into this game? It's difficult to know. Because they've just played one preseason friendly against MK Dons. Not with the greatest respect, that's not the toughest test. And it was a comfortable 4 1 win. Only six players who featured in the FA Cup final uh, played in, in, in that game. And they've been reasonably slow in the transfer market. There's talk that, that um, young Brazilian centre back Gabriel Magalhaes has already signed for the club, but they're waiting until Friday um, of this week to. To announce it, they also haven't announced the Avamian contract extension. So they've made the, the deals for Cedric Suarez and Pablo Mari permanent. Mari's out until November with an injury. Um, and William has already obviously signed from Chelsea. But apart from that, Arsenal have been very slow in the transfer market. A bit, a bit like Liverpool. Liverpool have, I think Chelsea, the team that's kind of, as, as regards the bigger clubs in the Premier League, are the ones who have really been very proactive in their, in their transfer mm-hmm. business so far. You mentioned yeah. Cedric Suarez there. Who do you expect to start at right-back for Arsenal in the game? I'd probably say Cedric Suarez. I, I have a feeling Arsenal might try to, to, to sell Bellerin. I think he could... I, I, you know, I think, I think he's a player with value. He's a player that's been unlucky with injuries, but at the same time, he's not really progressed. So I think that if they can do a deal for Bellerin, Cedric Suarez is a, is a ready-made replacement. Nothing particularly Suarez, Suarez special. Can, pretty... sorry. Suarez does have the ability to play at centre-half as well, doesn't he? I'm not sure, man. I think he's more of a fullback. Like he, I, he could probably play centre half and a back three, but obviously that's not a route that we want to be going down. Um, yeah, he's more of a fullback. He's good at getting up and down. He's good at crossing. He's quick. He can probably play left back as well, but I'd, I'd say primarily he'll be playing playing right back. What, what, what is the what eleven do you expect Arsenal to line up with if you had to guess? Now, normally teams do tend to name relatively strong. Um, strong sides for this fixture. You know, it is kind of the the dress rehearsal for the first league game of the season, if you would. So, what kind of team do you expect Arteta to put out? Yeah, I think he'll stick with Martinez. Uh, actually, I think he might play Leno, and Martinez will start the league as uh, will start the season as a league keeper because his form was so good when Leno was injured. And Leno will be playing in the cup competition. So, this being a cup game, Leno will play in this. Then, yeah, Suarez, William Saliba, new signing. Sorry, he's, I completely forgot, forgot about him. Who looked great against MK Don's young 19-year-old French centre-back uh, in from Saint-Étienne. I expect him to play, probably with David Luiz. Tierney at left-back. Xhaka will play in midfield, whoever partners him. Arsenal's midfield options are disastrous. I think that that's something I do need to, to, to mention. Um, they're actively looking to sell Guendouzi and Torreira. So that only leaves them with Xhaka, Joe Willock, and um, Mohamed Al-Neni, who was on loan at Besiktas last year and who will also probably be sold. So Arsenal really need to bring in a couple of midfielders. Um, so I, I can't really say who partners Xhaka. And then going forward, I, I, I mean, it'll probably be Aubameyang, Saka and um, Nketiah. Nketiah Would William not start, no? I don't know. I, I, I don't, like he, he, didn't, he wasn't involved in this, in this game against MK Dons. He wasn't on the bench or anything like that. 
Okay. Um, yeah, so that's that's probably how they'll how they'll. Yeah, I suppose the only the only real interesting points of note for Liverpool are the absentees of Captain Jordan Henderson, who's not played any part um, in the preseason, nor has Trent Alexander Arnold. Henderson was left out of the England squad, um, whereas Trent was included in it. They they expect Jordan Henderson to start training after the Community Shield, and there's a doubt as to whether Trent or not. Trent will be involved or not. Um, young Nico Williams, the Welsh fullback, um, he's been awarded his first Wales call-up this week as well. I think there's a there's a hint of dual nationality for him, so they're trying to tie him down. Um, and he's also been rewarded with a new deal at the club at the end of last season. Um, Liverpool are, are definitely not short of options at, at right-back anyway in terms of young, promising um, athletes coming through there. So he'll likely start the game at right back. Allison's been playing in goals in pre-season. And they've had two games so far. They won comfortably away to Salzburg. Stuttgart. Stuttgart. And they, they drew with they yeah. drew them as well. 2-2. Interestingly enough, Rian Brewster um, scored three goals in the two games. Uh, he's, he's actually not played a competitive game for Liverpool yet, despite having a Champions League winner's medal. <laughs> Um, yeah, he was on the bench, right? He was on the yeah, bench yeah, yeah. in uh, in 2019. He has never been involved in a competitive game, though, minutes on the pitch. He's got zero appearances officially for the club. Um, having said that, he did score 10 goals in 20 games for Swansea in the latter half last season on loan. And um, he's looked in, in terrific form. So he's definitely what's, what's, what's he like as a player? I, I haven't seen much of him, obviously. He, as you said, he's not played a competitive game for Liverpool. And I, I can't say that I watched too much of Swansea City, um, certainly with them playing in the championship. So it'll be great to hear. The kind of player that you'd really expect to fit into a Liverpool lineup. He's quick. He's got wheels. Um, he's a lethal finisher as well. He's not overly big or physical, but he's a he's a genuine number nine in the sense that he's quick and he's sharp and he knows where the back of the net is. And um, I suppose it's all about how much coaching he's willing to take on board in terms of positional sense and link-up play. I suppose the only time I've ever really seen him play for Liverpool in in friendlies and in reserve games, he's he struggled to link up maybe with people around him, but his goal-scoring record at underage level is phenomenal. And he comes yeah. um, he comes really highly, highly touted. Um, I'm just looking at his uh, statistics now. I can see... That he, yeah, he got a goal in every other game for Swansea, which is pretty okay. Championships a tough league, but for England, when he was playing with the England under 17s, he is 20 now. He scored 20 and 23. So yeah. certainly in, in in youth level, as you were saying, and, and that international youth youth level, he's um he's very productive, very 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 competitive statistics there. There's a lot of talk about him going out on loan this season, possibly to Sheffield United, um, but considering Liverpool aren't signing a striker. Um, this season by the looks of things to, to back up Firmino I know, I know Minamino might play in that role and I've even heard Klopp talking about Oxlade Chamberlain playing in the nine this year um, but having let Danny Ings go and seen the success that he's had you wonder could, could Rian Brewster possibly play that kind of role for Liverpool over the next couple of years that, that rotational striker mm. I was going to ask you, like, what you if he's ready for the Premier League isn't it better that he just stays with Liverpool or would you prefer him to be playing more regular minutes? But the thing is, if he moves to a club like Sheffield United, they, they did do well last year. But if I'm not mistaken, their strikers didn't score very many goals at all. No, they Even didn't. Goldrick only scored once in the league, maybe twice. Um, so, uh, uh, although they were well-structured, they were clearly not a team that were creating 
tons of chances no, for the strikers. Is, is that a good environment for a young striker to be in? This is the thing about players going out on loan. I think it's only beneficial if they're going out on loan to teams that play in a similar style to themselves. Mm. Or sorry, to, in a similar style to their parent club. You know, there's no point in him going to a relegate, relegation-threatened club that's going to be playing on the back foot for the entire game and then trying to come and slot back into Liverpool who are going to have 60-70% possession every week. Yeah. Um, so I think there is a point to be raised there. But anyway, look, we'll focus on this game uh, a little bit more. Allison in goals. Nico probably will start at right back. Uh, Van Dijk and Gomez and Robertson will play. They have signed a new Greek left back <laughs> as cover. Um, Cons, you might help me with the pronunciation of his name, Joe. You're better with these things than I am. Yeah, it's Con- Konstantinos Tsimikas. Konstantinas, yeah. Um, he, he'll cover and he might feature at some stage. Uh, Henderson's obviously missing in midfield and the lineup they've been going with is Fabinho, Wijnaldum and Oxlade-Chamberlain. Yeah, Milner's not been starting. Um, Oxlade-Chamberlain's been playing in midfield. And then the, the, the regular front three of Mane, Salah and Firmino. Uh, the likes of Curtis Jones, um, Harvey Elliott, um, have been getting minutes off the bench, obviously rotating the rest of the players. I think they made actually 12 changes in their last game. Um, they so did, they have, yeah, yeah. They have been flooding, uh, flooding players off the bench, but I expect them to take this a lot more seriously. Look, it'll be an interesting one in a one-off game like this. Liverpool didn't start pre-season especially well last year. They ended up losing this game last year as well in a game that they probably played better. Um, Arsenal in a one-off game, like you said, they are a cup team. They'll, they'll definitely fancy their chances of, of rolling Liverpool on the day. How much optimism do you have about Arsenal, Joe? Yeah, like you said, uh, in, in a one-off game, Arsenal, that, that, that's kind of where Arsenal are at their best. It's, it's, in, in recent years, anyway, it's, it's been over the course of a 38-game league season or in, in tough fixtures in the Champions League where they've been really, really poor. So, I, I mean, Arsenal beat... I, I know there was a debate about how well they played, but Arsenal did beat Liverpool at the back end of the season at the Emirates. Um, and like we've been saying, they're a cup team in a one-off game. They, they, they could beat anyone. So, I, I, I'd, I'd imagine that Arsenal will play very similarly to how they did against City and Chelsea. Let Liverpool have the ball, um, soak up pressure, and then hit them on the counter attack. Yeah, I didn't mention Pepe. I didn't mention Pepe before, did I? Pepe, no, I, I would expect Pepe to be playing. It's just because he didn't play against MK Dons, but really there, there was only six first team players playing in that game. So yeah, um, yeah, with the pace Arsenal have on the counter attack, Aubameyang, Pepe, Saka, um, people like that, I'd say that I'd, I'd imagine that'll be the game plan. One that I forgot to mention, actually, I, I said Oxlade Chamberlain played in one of the games. Um, Nadi Keita actually played the other game and looked mm. quite sharp. He's a player towards the end of last year that started to look like he was going to fulfil some of the potential that um, that was promised to Liverpool fans when he signed. And he is genuinely looking to start like he is genuinely starting to look like quite a complete midfielder um, in terms of picking the ball up deep, making tackles, carrying the ball, dribbling, passing, shooting. He looks like a guy that can do everything, and it'll be interesting to see if he can really push on this year and um, and actually find some sort of form with Liverpool. He's, he's obviously been hampered with injuries over the last couple of years, but he's definitely one to, to keep an eye on this season. Yeah, and I've seen that Curtis Jones has been getting more minutes in certainly in these two pre-season friendlies and he's been given the number 17 shirt. I don't know what he wore before, but it definitely wasn't 17. If memory serves, Ragnar Klavan was the last Liverpool player to wear that. So yeah. I think that indicates that he'll be more involved 
with the first team. Is there anything you could tell the viewers about him? Uh, Curtis Jones? Yeah. Well, look, other than the fact that he's a, he's a scout lad, he's young, he's very difficult to understand in interviews. I don't know right. if you've ever heard him speak. Um, he, looks like a, he looks like a great crack. He looks like a, a really nice young lad. Um, he, won yeah, the, yeah. he won the FA Cup goal of the season last year. Um, against that. Arsenal, right? No, against Everton. Oh, was in it? the Sorry, yeah, 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 that was last it. Last minute, whipped one in from, from 30 yards into the top corner. Um, so he's not short in confidence anyway. Uh, Klopp has a lot of faith in him. The players speak really, really highly of him. Um, he, got a, he got a lot of man, minutes towards the end of last season as well, coming off the bench with a couple of starts. Um, and he definitely looks like the, the youngster that Liverpool are looking to, to push through into the first team at the moment. So definitely, definitely, he'll be, he'll be one to keep an eye on as well. Um, the other thing about Liverpool squad numbers is they've actually given the number six to Marco Brucic at the moment. Have they? Yes, he, he's inherited it from Dejan Lovren. Now, there's a lot of talk about him actually leaving this summer. Um, the talk about Thiago coming in, possibly Gini Wijnaldum leaving as well. He's only got a year left in his contract. And word on the street is that he's not signing a new one. Liverpool haven't offered him one. But should they offer him any contract, it'll, it'll be refused straight away. Apparently, he's looking for a move to Barcelona. So, seen Koeman has been speaking very positively him, of him in the, in the press. So there's a lot of, a lot of speculation that Wijnaldum and Grujic uh, will be departing and those funds will be used to purchase Thiago from Bayern Munich, which would definitely be something that Liverpool fans should be excited about. Mm. I suppose as well as Wijnaldum has served the club. Uh, I like he could probably play at the top level for another three or four years. I think he's 29. If you can move him on and bring in Thiago. It's kind of a no-brainer, isn't it? They're very different types of players. I don't, um, I don't know that they're massively different. They're both incredibly technically talented. They both sit deep. They're not necessarily involved in, in goals and assists every week, but they're, they're both very important to, to keeping play, to keep for their sides. I know Van Aldum's very good technically, as pretty much every Dutch player is. You can't really cut it in the youth setup in the Eredivisie if you're not technically good. But he's more industrious. He's more of a of an engine, of a midfield yeah. engine, um, whereas Thiago sets the tempo for how his team plays. He's, he's very yeah. much a, a, a passing midfielder. So I, I think that that would change your, your style of play a little bit. Um, that'd be very interesting. With him and Ke- if him and Keita were playing either right. side of Fabinho or Henderson, that'd be a completely different midfield to what we've been used to. I mean, yeah. sometimes we were, ha- we were having with Liverpool... Um, I know the the standard midfield would be Fabinho, Henderson, and Vinaldum, right? With Milner rotating, Milner even some weeks as well. Exactly. So so three lads who just want to work hard. Um, where and yeah. where, whereas with with, with Keita and Tiago, that would be a completely different style of play. It's interesting how we've seen the evolution of Liverpool over the last few years since Klopp's taken over. Obviously, the first couple of seasons they played the the, the heavy metal football, the the counter attacking end to end basketball type of stuff. Um, you, you saw them kind of switch to a more industrial team the year after where it became all about counter-pressing and the, the midfield working hard. Then we saw a shift towards a more kind of defensive unit where they sat a lot deeper, they soaked up a lot of pressure and then looked to, to play on the counter-attack. And then last season, we saw them go back, to the, go back to the high press but look to control possession a lot more. We saw Liverpool dominating a lot more games last year. So maybe that's the reason why uh, Liverpool are being linked with potentially more creative midfielders, ones that are better in possession because they don't play that that pressing game so much, that chasing game, that defensive game. They they realise the teams are going to give them 
60, 70% of the possession every week and um, and they will need to to break down those teams a little more creatively rather than just knocking balls in behind for, for Mo and Daddy out to chase. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it's obviously been working out well. So whatever club has in mind, you'd kind of expect it to work. He's a very strategic <laughs> man and everything he's touched at Liverpool has turned to gold so far. So, Have you been impressed with our tennis so far? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, this is his first managerial job. Let's not forget that. He's only 36, 37 years of age. Um, the way that he speaks and his eloquence, his knowledge of football, his, his strength and his own convictions, his self-belief and how he backs up his actions. He was saying before lockdown that pretty much as soon as he walked in the door that anyone who didn't buy into his philosophy or anyone who didn't you know want, really want to play for the club or treat him or the club with respect weren't going to play and um, there was an incident with Gwen Doozy when he disrespect, was disrespectful towards Neil Mope of Brighton and he refused to apologise to him and to Arteta and since then he's not been in a single squad and the same with Mesut Ozil. Uh, we don't really know the reason behind that. It could be because he's not training properly. It could be because they're trying to move him on, because he, he, he refused to take the, the 15% wage cut. Um, there are lots of theories. It, it could be because of his form. Yeah, he was given 10 or 12 games under our title to prove himself, and I think he scored one goal and didn't even get an assist. So, I mean, as a number 10, that's pretty average, to say the least. So, he's been strong in regards to dropping who would be quite high-profile players and not being afraid to do so. Okay, I'm going to ask you for two predictions. First, I'm going to ask you to predict the score of the Community Shield game, and then I'm going to ask you to predict the league finish for Arsenal. Yeah. Do you know what, man? I'm going to, I, I'm going to go with 1-1 with and penalties. And I'm not going to say who I... Uh, Arsenal to win on penalties. One Arsenal, Arsenal to win on penalties. Okay, fair. Yeah, and where do you fine. see them finishing in the league? Um, I think that there's a there's no chance of them finishing high, above City and Liverpool. I, I'm going to be brave and go with fourth. I I think Mikel Arteta has uh, has has every chance of of guiding Arsenal to a fourth place finish. Okay, thanks. Um, considering the number of preseason minutes that Arsenal have under the, their belt, and considering the the size of the two squads and the quality of the two squads, I'm gonna find it hard to look past Liverpool win. I know that Arsenal did them a few weeks ago, but I think at that stage Liverpool had down tools, having wrapped up the league. Um, I'm gonna say it's gonna it's gonna be tight enough. Arsenal are gonna give it a good go. I reckon Arsenal will score, but I can see it being three one to Liverpool on the day. Do you know what? It's not going to be embarrassing like it was under Emery or Wenger. Arteta's going to make sure that Arsenal are defensively sound and well-structured. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, if, if, if Liverpool are good enough to take... And Arsenal are inexperienced enough in, in, in defence now for and lacking in quality, and it, I guess, in some parts, for, for Liverpool to really take the game away from them. I'm so most I, interested I, I could sorry, see that. to see how Liverpool defend against Arsenal because I think towards the back end of last season teams had almost started to figure out Liverpool's defensive style a little bit like Liverpool played an obnoxiously high line while defending last year and towards the end of the season teams started to figure out that diagonal balls into the corner for rapid wingers to get out to the end of would leave space for that that cutback and that square ball and um, as fast as Van Dijk is 
when teams are when Liverpool are, are sprinting back from the halfway line trying to defend himself and who's ever who's ever alongside him in centre half can lose their positioning sometimes one can go to the ball wrong one can go to the man it they, they got caught out a few times that that's how they lost the game against um, Atletico it's how they lost the game against Watford it's how they lost the game against Arsenal City did in that way as well so if Arsenal can possibly get Pepe in behind he is absolutely rapid or or Willian or Saka or whoever it is they can get them bombing in behind the fullbacks, then I, I definitely give Arsenal a good chance of scoring. Um, so I suppose it comes down to how well Arsenal are going to defend on the day. Obviously, they're going to have a new centre-half pairing one way or the other um, with Mari or Saliba or whoever it is. Um, is Mari, Mari fit? No, he's not fit. No, he's, 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 he's out until November. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be, um, Saliba, it'll be Saliba, Saliba and Luis. Yeah, Holding played the other day, but he scored an own goal. And I think that he's one of the ones who Offers will be listened to. Mm. I've heard that Leeds and Fulham are both interested in him. So, yeah, I think I'm going to change my prediction. I'm going to say three-two. I'm going to say goals galore. Yeah, man, I could see that. Like I, like I said, it's the Arsenal fan in me that's making me go, and, <laughs> and the fact that Arsenal are competitive in these games that's making me go for for an Arsenal win and and and, and on penalties. But I have to, of, of course, I'd be, I wouldn't be surprised if Liverpool, uh, if Liverpool won. All right, Joe. Thanks for that. Great chatting, Rafe. <laughs> um, guys we'll be back soon um, with the start of season 2 in proper next week we're planning to release a transfer special the week after we're going to do a full preview of the Premier League and then the week after that the season 2 episode 1 starts as a pre- as a review of the, the first weekend's Premier League fixtures uh, hopefully you'll be back with us to enjoy the rest of our content if you could please do us a favour and Subscribe to our YouTube channel, like the video, get us on the on the socials. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and hopefully going to get ourselves out on TikTok this week as well. Uh, it's a very exciting time here at, at, at PFP, so any of the support that you guys can give us is is much appreciated. Thanks so much, and bye.